welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 3 of the Breaking Wax Podcast. I'm excited because today, you know, I, I never thought I would have this guy on the podcast, so I'm super stoked he's on here. I know he's a open book, and he'll talk about anything and everything. So it's Steve from 101 Card Shop. Hey, how you doing? Um, good. How's it going? Going good. Going good. What a crazy day to actually finally put this together and hop on a podcast and and talk. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out perfectly. I, I don't know if it worked out as perfectly as the marketing scheme for Logan Paul. At least that's my take on it. <laughs> yep. Um, but I, I, my personal feeling is that I, I felt like it was fake, that he knew it was yeah. fake, that they, they've known it was fake for a little while. Um, and then when the rattle Pokemon guy kind of came on, they just kind of ran with it. I mean, it's just coincidental. He debuted this drink and then this is going on. So like what a better way to get clicks and views or content really. Yeah, I agree. I, that's a crazy situation to even think of. So I don't know. And I've been following a couple of accounts on Instagram and I don't know the origins of the case. So I think it came from somewhere up in Canada, but you know, somehow got into Kahuna's hands and, and, you know, then Jamil's hands. Um, I, I, I would imagine that, and just from talking to Jamil and I've done so much business with him right? with sealed wax and even just cards um, that I, I would think, and I would hope that he had, he did not know that it was fake, that he was just kind of, um, I guess, like tasked by Kahuna to find a buyer and because Jamil and Shine are in the general vicinity of each other, that that Jamil kind of just reached out and and got that put together. But if you look, I don't know if you saw the numbers that Jamil got for for selling the case or finding right. a buyer. It's unbelievable. It, I, so that's I don't I don't know a lot about Jamil, and that's I've said this before. Like all my limited interactions with him through Instagram and stuff have been positive, and then of course when stuff like this comes out, you hear shitty stuff about people or people yep. are you know saying shitty things about him i i don't know the card kahuna guy at all i had one interaction with him at uh collector con over the summer i had a um lebron james flawless i think it was to 10 mm -hmm. um, psa 10 just a relic and uh and he was like i want it and i was like cool i i'll trade it he had some wander um bowman first i think it was like a refractor and he was like real difficult because he was like, I want it. And I was like, cool, there's no, this is a pop one. So there's no, there's no comp for it. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll trade for the Wander, no problem. And he was just like, oh, Wander's the hottest baseball player now. And this and that. I was like, look, dude, you, you said you wanted it. I said, let's make a deal. Now yep. you're trying to like finagle a different. And I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I'm out of here. Yeah. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up, and I ended up selling it to my buddy Brandon, bro, Namath for like half. Yep. And then uh, Brand Brand I mean, Brandon and Brandon's the type of guy he sold it for like five or six, and yeah. then gave me and gave me money back because that's just the type of guy he is. But yeah, uh, that's right. Do you so know crazy, Do you know the man. Card Kahuna guy at all? So I don't know. I don't know him at all. Um, so I keep my circle of individuals that I do business with pretty tight knit. Um, right. Like like if you were to come to me and do a deal with me, that I'd have no problem doing it, and we've. And have we done, I feel like I haven't looked through our DMs, but have we done wax or not wax, but single deals in the past? Like lots. Yeah. The, yeah, um, I think we just did. Just, didn't we? Yeah. Over the summer we did like some CSG stuff or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not so, really sure. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, the, like me and you, cause you've bought, bought into my breaks before. I mean, you, right. 
we've talked in DMs, you've, we've done deals, although, you know, it's CSG, this isn't PSA, but still to, to a lower extent, I keep the people that I buy from pretty tight knit. So I don't reach out to people to buy things. If I don't know right. you, when I'm at shows, I'm even, I think I'm even more awkward at shows because I'm very reluctant to do deals with people I don't know. So if right. I'm walking around at shows, I'll just look at, you know, I'll go, go either go through a value bin or I'm looking through, you know, any of the cards laying out on the table. And right. if it's a price that I know that's just like so outlandish, I won't even, I'm, I'm yeah. walking to the next table. I'm not even going to bother yeah. with it. So I, there's no point in half that and doing any negotiation at all. So um, the, the people that I do deals with are so, I guess you could say that, that, that circle is so small that yeah. it's never going to reach like the car, the, someone like car kahuna yeah I, I just i know uh out of everyone involved he looks the worst for sure oh yeah yeah and then and then uh, i don't know if that was his actual uh, did you watch the rattle pokemon videos at all or did you see just the, i watched the one of them i watched and man rattle he's great <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he did his due diligence for sure yes he um, did I don't know if that account that offered him the 500k was actual uh, yeah. the Duke Jacobs personal account or not, but I was like, oh, that makes it very interesting. Yeah, and and the thing I think is getting like, I, I, it's not getting glossed over, but being a small business owner, and you, you see a company like BBCE is involved in something like this, and that could potentially either shut them down or tarnish their reputation to a point where they're not going to do any more resealing of old wax, new wax packs, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Right. I had, you know, a glimmer of hope that I was texting the people close to me saying like, there's no way, like this shit, this wouldn't happen. They, you know, cause I know I've gotten, um, boxes sealed by them before. Not anything crazy. I'm talking like 89 Fleer, right. like nine, like nothing crazy. Um, and the way they price things is very unique as well. If it's something very rare. So that's the other thing I'm curious about too, but they, you know, for like 89 Fleer, they, they would crack open the box. They're inspecting the packs. They put the packs back and then they seal it in their wrap. So mm. I feel like whoever authenticated that case has to be held accountable. Um, yeah. But I had a glimmer of hope. I re I just don't like small businesses, taking hits like right. that but if it yeah. if, if, if it's your due diligence that puts you know a, a 3.5 million dollar sale at risk then i guess you know the wolves you're 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 pretty much screwed <laughs> i i'm just i'm surprised that the, the tcg pokemon community had the involvement in it you know um yep. i mean just after that first two videos came out there's people coming out of the woodwork with graded psa packs that were like fuck this i'm cracking them open and seeing what's in there yeah and they were, and it wasn't good results on that end either. I know. Uh, I, That's it's I, it's it's crazy. Uh, somebody sent me before we came on. I guess bullpen on their story um, filmed a bunch of sealed BBC boxes in their case and wrote GI Joe question mark. <laughs> That's great. I was, I was like, yeah. oh, it's pretty good. But yeah, yeah. I, I, the whole situation is crazy. And then, I, and if that wasn't enough, and then out of nowhere today, the the backyard. I think it's backyard breakers. I don't follow them. It's the first. It's, it's the first account. That's the first time I even saw their account. And uh, that's yeah. crazy too, right? Like, how do you <laughs> how do you how do you promise a box and then it's yeah. like? I mean, that's that's wild. So that's so I just had a conversation with somebody else who's been in the hobby 
back into the Instagram hobby, I guess you could say, like, as long as you. So when did you get started on Instagram? Like 2018-ish, 19? Yeah. Yep. So so around then, I, I talked to, like, I call them, like, hobby, I guess, OGs. That's really when card collecting took off, like, a year after I had already been on the app. So yep. I was talking to these guys in, in a group chat, and, and, you know, they told me, this is what you get with these new breakers who came with the boom. There's the integrity is lost. Yeah. Uh, the loyalty is gone. There's zero loyalty to customers at all. And, you know, they're just doing it for a dollar. They, yep. it, you know, and, and, and I, and I even posted to, and I don't know if you saw, but um, I, did. I posted to my story, like, you know, I was kind of jokingly posted to my story about the whole Zion tattoo thing. And if your listeners haven't heard it yet, I'll just give you a quick synopsis over it. There was um, Zion collegiate prism, um, prism draft picks. Zion was in it. Um, we hadn't hit a Zion auto in over 135 boxes and there's seven autos in every box. So if you run the math, that's over what? 800 autos, 900 autos. Yep. We hadn't, we had, that's over 10 cases of that product. And that's kind of an anomaly to not hit a Zion auto. So I was downstairs in my basement with my dad. I was running breaks. We had 200 plus people in the room in my live video. This is when, um, COVID streams were through the roof. I mean, that was, those are the golden days, 200 plus people in a live video, not running any micro fillers. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I remember you had to be, it was like, uh, you had to have the trigger finger ready. Like, oh, oh yeah. spot five, oh, four. Yeah. Exactly. So it was pretty crazy, but so, you know, um, just to move on with the story, I, I, I called it out on box 126 or seven. If we hit a Zion auto in this box, I'll get Zion Williamson's signature. I'll take a picture of the signature on the card and I'll get it tattooed on my right butt cheek. Um, and first pack, we hit a Zion Williamson autograph. So I, you know, I'm, I'm married. My wife found out about this through a friend, not even me. I didn't even want to tell her. <laughs> um, but there was never a point in my mind where I thought I'm not going to do this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to live up to my word. It's the kind of person I've been all my life. So I, I, the next weekend, Buckeye, Nick, my other breaker comes up. We go to the tattoo shop. We size it up. I get the tattoo. My wife doesn't talk to me for a good week and a half, maybe two weeks. I sleep in the basement for a little bit and we move on. But moral of the story is I have something on my right butt cheek that is literally going to be there the rest of my life. And Forever. I didn't think of twice of doing it. Right. So there was no monetary value attached to this, um, but it's going to be there forever. And I didn't think of, you know, twice to do this, not only, and, and think of this, this way as well. The, the amount of good publicity I got for actually getting the tattoo was you can't count. You can't, that there's not a number to put behind that. Right. Right. So just showing people like, Hey, I promised I'd get a tattoo. That sounds crazy. I actually got it. And then people like you more for that. In well, my Instagram that, post, I told these, I, I said in the Instagram post, if you guys would just have said, this is what we do. We pull crazy cards, which they do. They open a lot of product. We pulled crazy cards. We said, we're going to give it away. This is a $20,000 card. It's all yours, buddy. Congratulations. This is what we do. This is the community we've built. Do you understand the amount of good press they would have gotten from that? Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. And it would have been all positive too. Instead yes. Of, instead of what it is today. And then I just saw they posted that they're going to give it away on their Twitch now or something, which is like, yeah, I get, I guess. Yeah. When your feet are to the fire, you, you make another rash decision and go back on what you're going to do. But I, I, I commented on there because they made a video like trying to explain themselves as to why they didn't give it away yeah 
and all I wrote was like, well, it's not yours to give away though, is it? <laughs> like, I know. I agree. And, and so many people were giving me negative stuff. And then the other half of the people were like, yeah, like what, what the hell? Cause they, the people were saying they didn't pick anyone yet. And I was like, well, that doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is you're during your live video, which someone screen recorded, of course, they said, this is going to go to one of the people in the switch. And then you hit a $20,000 card and you're like, and, you, I'll send you the video after this. You can see the moment where the one kid's like, we should not give this away. Uh, no, I saw it. I saw it. I okay. Saw it. Yeah, To the Moon posted it. I saw it. And that moment, I literally put my phone down and went, no, dude, you just messed yeah. up. Yeah, big time. Big, big time. time. $20,000. I mean, let me tell you this, and I'll be the first to tell you. You know how much I break. I have a brick and mortar. 20000 bucks in the breaking game isn't much. Right. It's not. Right. I mean, you, what are you doing it for? Like, a you, they the amount that they break because I know what they break. I know obviously I know all the prices that they get the boxes for. I I can tell you the margins on on a, on a single night. Tell me the boxes they broke, how many they broke. I tell you their margins. Yeah. They can make they make that, and I've heard that they're doing hundred thousand dollar nights. Their margins are at least ten percent, so that's a ten k margin profit. Yeah. Right. And if people are overpaying because there's four hundred people in the room, they're making at least twenty to twenty five. So. 20, 25 K in profit a night. And you're going to do that over a $20,000 card of a quarterback who is actually garbage this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Jags fan. I don't know if you remember. I, oh, I, oh, I remember. I trust me. I've got Gardner Minshew one-on-one stash to, to, to high heaven. I mean, and, and I love, and I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm not an urban fan, even though I'm an Ohio state fan. No, I so think I'm with a, the right I'm, coach, Lawrence could be great, but he didn't have a good yeah. year this year. And for that card to warrant that kind of price tag, which could, you could also question the price tag of that card too. No, yeah. it wasn't a sale. No, no, I think all so. I, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So I, it's funny, the, a couple of things that you mentioned. So today I did the Luca Tiger podcast, like I was telling you, and mm-hmm. uh, we brought you up and how I, I felt like you were snubbed in their poll. And then Brandon Bro Namath was like, how do you guys not know who Steve is? He's got a Zion tattoo on his ass. I know. And then, uh, and then we... We, they brought up Urban Meyer somehow. It came back to the Jags. And I was like, yeah, I'm a Gator fan, and he's a complete scumbag. Like, yeah. he's not a good human being. Like, I, mm-hmm. I used to get upset because a lot of people would say, like, oh, Allen Iverson's not a good person. I'm like, well, how do you know that? You don't exactly. know him. You just yeah. know the media says. But I was like, I'm 99% sure Urban Meyer's a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know him. Yeah, but, uh, and it's 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 crazy. And then back to what you are saying about the that poll that they had. I mean, if you're, if you're looking – at the people they had in that poll there there isn't a single breaker pre-2019 right you know so so you know when i went live and i, and I posted this on there and, and bro namath and you guys commented as well when i go live when i posted on that you know when i started going live so i was trying to say um 2017 it was it was literally me card collector two and garnet sports cards i mean that's it yep. there's nobody yep. else um Car Collector 2 had 3,000 followers, and me and Ben had less than 1,000. I mean, wow. <laughs> it, was cra- it was crazy. And we would go live, and, and, and Ryan would have 60 viewers, and I'd have less than 10, and, and Ben would have 20 to 30. And it was just us three. I mean, we were just cowboys, you know, blazing the way. And the, the, the industry starts blowing up, and people take notice that, you know, for two years. And then when COVID hit, everybody sat at home and said, hey, I could do this, right? So. Right. They're using well, that's money and and all this kind you, of stuff to find. Right. So yeah, what's what's so this is my take on the whole COVID blown up thing, and then and if you think differently, let me know. So I I didn't realize how old are you, Steve? Uh, I'm thirty. 
So yes, yeah, so you're you're well, you're a little bit younger than me. I'm 39, but I didn't I didn't realize that adults and I, I can't say for the women, but males for sure. Before COVID, I I didn't realize the amount of money that people spent gambling every night. Yep, it's crazy. I had I had no clue, and you're not talking yes. like a hundred bucks. You're talking thousands of dollars. So hundreds of thousands. Yeah. When COVID hit, it was like all these guys were like guys my age were like, hey, I'm not I'm not betting on the free tonight or the Yankees mm-hmm. like what can I spend money on and so there was like the cards thing it was like that was it and it just exploded and exactly. I and I got back into the hobby before the explosion so I'll never forget um I was trying to figure out like <clears throat> these breaks I've seen breaks and I'm like I don't even know what that means so yeah. I actually called Indie Card Exchange this was the first card shop that uh popped up when I googled it <laughs> and and I called their store and was like, hey, I see you guys have breaks on your website. What does that mean exactly? So then they explained it to me. And then uh, somebody somebody pointed me to your Instagram and was like, oh, Steve does really good breaks and he's good to his customers and stuff. So I was like, cool. So I remember the first live I ever jumped into. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Please excuse my ignorance. But I have no idea what I'm doing. How do I pay for this stuff? Yeah. And I, and I never forget. You were like, all right, hold on. And then you just walked me through it, like yep. completely how to do it. And then – uh then I think Eric from Insta Trading Cards was in there. Yep, and that's pretty much the only people I break with. Um, and yeah. I haven't I haven't been breaking at all really, just because of the the price of everything. I've been trying know, to do singles, crazy. but yeah. but uh, but but yeah, I, it just sucks for me because the Jags were like the most affordable <laughs> team, uh, most mm-hmm. affordable to like the most expensive. And... Exactly. Yeah, it's man. Just thinking back to the day, and this just makes me. I feel, and I'm 30, but this makes me feel old in the hobby because. And, and and it accounts like that. And I, what was the, the podcast you were on? What was it called? Luca, Luca Tigers. And okay. Browns. So yeah, Luca. Yeah. So that, I mean, they don't know, but all of the, and I commented this as well, that all of these accounts that are breakers now, like Eric, he was a customer of mine. Yep. Um, a lot of breakers you see on Instagram or Twitch or something bought from pull wax, bought for me. They were customers. Right. Ripping wax customers bought for me. So everybody kind of watch what I do and Steve's really good at this. He does this and this, he, I could probably do this better than him, which there are people who do better than me. Um, and I commend them for it. Like, I, I'm not going to lie backyard breaks to keep that kind of hype. That's good. That's hard to do. That's tough. And not only is it hard, tough on your voice, cause I hear their voice cracks all the time, but mentally it's tough because half the time. And, and, and I think you can, you, you kind of get this, but, but half the time you're watching those breaks, that is real excitement, but I would say at least 30 to 40% of that's manufactured. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yep. so, so you're, you're jacked and like, I'm jacked too. when I break, but there is a, a certain amount of that is manufactured for sure. Or who wants to be in your live video? If you're, if you're monotone and you no one likes you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. you got to spice it up. I mean, I throw a chicken mask on, I go crazy, take my shirt off and run around like crazy when we hit big cards and uh, not so much anymore. Cause I gained a couple LBs, but it happens. But, it happens. It yeah, happens. but, uh, but, but, you know, you, you got to kind of keep people on their toes and, and I commend them for that, but it's crazy looking back at how many people are breakers now that, that used to buy for me. It's wild. I just, I don't, maybe, maybe you can explain this a little bit. Right. So if I, if I wanted to start breaking, which I don't I have no interest in it, I don't, I've, I've done like small, like, blaster boxes here and there to just hook mm-hmm. people up and like it's yep. stressful it's stressful yeah. to like try to fill mi- like minis 
it's it's stressful to like break the cards and like make sure you sleeve them or you don't drop people's shit. But like, yeah. but how does how to it now? Like, would I have to come to you? That's a thing. Yeah, and be like, can you help me get boxes? Or that's hard. So I'd say right now, over any other time, it's it's the hardest to get in. So yeah. I guess I got lucky in you know in 2017, and we can go over a little bit later how I got into it and like my, my story. But I got lucky. Um, nobody was, I, I tried Facebook first and I don't think anybody really knows this, but I tried Facebook first. There's too many over there and the accessibility to get into a Facebook room for breaks sucked. You have to accept people into a room and, yep. and I'm not about that. Like that's too much. That's my, you're micromanaging yourself right. at that point. So I, I go over to Instagram and I'm, I'm looking up, um, you know, who the biggest accounts are. Ryan was there and, and it's crazy to think Ryan was a big account. He's got 5,000 followers. <laughs> you know right. you know what right. i mean like like back in the day five thousand followers was huge that's like oh man this kid's big um right so i mean it's it's just wild to see where it was back then to where it is now and i got lucky back in 2017 because no one was there i think that the next time you could have got in was during the covid peak but I feel like if you didn't establish yourself COVID peak when people had stupid money and would spend it on stupid things, now the prices are to a point where there are no, there is no extra money unless you have a customer base to throw at a, a box break if you're a casual collector, right? Right, like, right. You know, back, back when, when COVID hit and, and everything was shut down, everyone's getting 2000 bucks a month or whatever it was, and you've got extra money to throw around and you can start your own breaking channel because everyone was like, oh, I'll go spend a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks here. Right. And it was like, everybody was, felt like they were Oprah at one point yeah. now it's it's you know we're, we are getting in, into arguably slow time in the hobby which is january through march um but if you're if you're trying to start now it's a disaster prices are through the roof i mean prices are through the roof but they're still they're coming down but they're still through the roof right like people at my shop are like oh my gosh you're selling hoops nba for 150 bucks that's crazy and i look at them and i'm on i'm like it, it this is low for what we've been. Yeah. But this is a I'll, $60 box. I'll, I'll buy a box for 150 bucks. That's the lowest that's, price I've even seen. <laughs> that's what they are in my shop. I, I've got two cases sitting on the shelves, 150 a box. So and it's, that, it's I, crazy. I, I think it's interesting too. And that's, I've talked about this a few times with people and it's like, I get it. Right. Um, people talk about the junk, junk wax error. And then now it, people are saying it's like the junk slab error. But like, to me, a lot of it's, it's a money grab and rightfully yep. so, right. You got to get it while it's good, but yep. I don't know how it can be sustainable. And then I thought it was interesting. Like a month ago, someone posted the um, distribution price for prism hobby football. And I'm like, man, if everybody knows the price that they're getting from their distributor, Shops and stuff going to be charging, and I feel like it's still going to be a thousand dollar box. Here, I'll let you know. One second, I don't even know what I'm getting it for to be completely fair, but I'll look it up right now while we're on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's this argument that goes around all the time like, oh, someone's going to post a picture of what the and I've always been completely honest with this for, in these situations. Someone posts a picture and says, here's what card shops get it for. Um, they're going to overcharge you, yada, yada, yada. Um, but let's call a spade a spade, right? Yep. Be completely honest. If you were able to have allocation and get a prison box for, and I don't know the price, but a hundred bucks and retail is a hundred and you undercut it to 900, would you not do it? You would. 
Of course, everyone of course would. you would. Yeah. Everyone would. Um, and I think that's the, the, the part people are missing is that, number one, everyone would. Number two, the things you have to do to get allocated a case of prison football are the dirtiest things ever when it comes to dealing with distributors. So right. if you see a card shop and they're making their money on, on prison football, they wholeheartedly deserve to sell that. Now, they don't deserve to sell it over retail. I usually undercut, like I said. I'm still making my money. I don't really care. But they wholeheartedly but, deserve to, to get that allocation and to sell it at what they would like to sell it at. So is it is it like um... – is it like Nike, right? So, like, if you wanted Nike in the store, right, you can't just have the the top of the line Air Jordan and Nike runners. Like, if you want Nike in your store, you have to have the entire line of Nike yep. stuff that they want you to have. Is it similar to like with, with Tops and Panini in that aspect? Correct. So, I don't know if anybody has let this cat out of the bag, but allocation has changed in the past twelve months. So, it used to be. Um, whoever spends the most money, right? And I can't find my, I'm trying to look up prison allocations and I can't find it. Yeah. Oh, no wait, I got it right here. Hold on a second. Oh, nope. That's retail. Um, so it used to be, you spend a lot of money, you get a lot of product. They changed it because it's unfair. I could go spend, you know, I could go buy 500 K of, of let's call it absolute football. And triple threads baseball and i don't know what's a bad pro origins and illusions <laughs> football and i can get and that's a lot like those are that's a lot of numbers right like right. quantities to get the 500k in that product but people who spend 500k and they're only getting flawless nba and nt nba they're only buying let's say 25 cases and they're at that number and that's unfair Right. So there was a discussion held and I don't know who held this discussion, but they changed it. So now what it is, is, and I don't know if anybody has let this cat out of the bag, but what it is, is let's say products released uh, last year and, uh, and they, they kind of do it like a tiered way as well. So products released last year, illusions football came out. Okay. I was allocated for this purpose. I would, let's say I was allocated a case. Right. Obviously, that's not enough for me to run breaks with. That's enough for the shop, and that's it. So what I would do is I would get that case, put it in the shop. A week later, I'd be like, all right, I need six cases for breaks. And they'd say, we can't give you six. We can give you two. Okay, I'll take two cases at this price. A week later, I'll take three more cases. It's a different price. They give me three more cases. Now, if, if, if during that time, Origins had came out, and I say, I don't want Origins. I just I'll keep reordering Illusions like reordering right next year when illusions comes up my illusions allocation will be through the roof because i had reordered it at retail cost and i, I care about reordering rather than just taking what i was allocated and then in that example i said remember i said if origins had came out and i said i don't want to reorder that product next year's allocation with origins is going to be small to none right so but but like I said, it's tiered. You can't be like, okay, cool. I'll just reorder a bunch of NTNBA and take tons of Alec. It doesn't work like that. Right. You can't piggyback on top-notch products like that. They won't let you do it. Hmm. So is that directly you. through? Is that directly through Panini and Top? No, that's through, just uh, distributors. That's just okay. distributors. I don't mess with GTS. They're a shit show, and you're just a number with GTS. I don't yeah. deal with them ever. I would never want to deal with them, nor 
do I want to deal with them in the future? Um, I, I deal with a distributor in Cali, a distributor in Georgia, which you probably know who that is, Peach State. And then I, deli- I deal with um, distributor in Chicago. I deal with a distributor in New Jersey. Right. So I guess, so back to what I was originally saying. So like, if I was like, Hey, I want to start, I need to get someone to be like, I like you enough to give you some of my allocation and, and take away profits from you. Correct. But so here's the thing. And I, and I have no problem discussing this either. If anybody's listening to this and they do want to break, just Google, just Google, um, like a baseball distributor, like a baseball card distributor, just Google one of them. Um, they will have no problem accepting your application to be a customer of theirs. You need to have an LLC. You need to have a, ta- a federal tax, you know, ID number, all that kind of stuff. Um, they'll have no problem letting you be a customer and, and order off of their in-stock list, but they will never, you're going to be on a five-year waiting list to get allocation. That's the I difference. You. So you needed to be in with these distributors pre-2019 to really get allocation. So when it comes to like backyard breaks, or like these new guys, I don't know who they're getting their stuff from. That's a good question. Right. So I feel like they're attached to, and this is just, again, throwing a name out, someone like Blez or somebody like Platinum who has a lot of wax to, to go around and can right. reorder um, for these kids. Now, I wish, <laughs> dude, I wish I would have got a hold of Backyard when they needed to order product because I would have been right. like, cool, give me your credit card. Let's put it on file, order whatever you need to order. My allocation would have went through the roof. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I just, it's just funny. Like, I, I would just, I was talking to my buddies about it. Like, I, if I could just get stuff at a decent price, I would order stuff. But it's like, I just can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I, even a $1,000 box of prison football, I'm not, I'm not doing. Like, my wife would murder me at this point because she's yeah. like, it's too much of a risk. I, I mean, she's okay with me doing the singles thing. Yeah. So, so I do that. But. And that's the other thing, though, is that when I'm, I'm looking at a distributor list right now, an in-stock list, everybody and their mother thinks that when you look at a distributor in-stock list that it's, like, crazy discounted. And right. this is how breakers make their money. It's not true. Let me give you an example. I'm looking at a distributor list right now. Let's look up. Um, give me a product. You got a product for me? Shout one out. Um, what's coming up? Is it it's select football? Oh, no, no. So, so something that's already released. Oh, something that's already, um, Bowman's best. That just came out. Okay, cool. Bowman's best. Ah, baseball 2021. I'm just going to look up something like DA card world or something. Okay. Yep. So let's see what they're selling for. All right. So Bowman's best. DA Card World has it for three twenty-five. My distributor three eleven. Mm. That's what I deal with. Yeah. It's not a that's, discount. You don't get no. a big discount. No. But they suck you in. They suck you yeah. in. Why would you? Why would I ever order from DA when they're not telling? Like if I order like six cases of this Bowman's Best at three eleven, next year when Bowman's Best comes around twenty twenty two, on release day I get way more. Right. So if I'm supporting their in-stock list, then they help me next year. Right. But so do you do – you? well, it sounds like you do a lot of reorders of the yeah. in-stock stuff. But then are you, like, maximum, maximizing all your pre-orders? In? Or yeah, I mean, you take that, a step yeah. back and, like, look at what you're ordering? Oh, no. So anything that comes out, I order. It's stupid. It's like – that's like going to the bank and and they tell you – 
you know, you say, I want to take out a hundred bucks and they'll say, are you sure you want a hundred? I'll only give right. you 50. Do you really need a hundred? But no. So it's for it. Cards at this point is, is money. It's you're printing money. That's what cards are. Yeah. Yep. The only things I don't want is Yu-Gi-Oh. I cannot sell Yu-Gi-Oh at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Me either. Pokemon I do. Yeah. Are you, are you guys doing um like, uh, daily live breaks of breaking stuff in the store or are you just keeping that for the customers in the store no so okay so we have here's what we do in the store we've got we do breaks every day, uh, six days well seven days a week in in the store um so every afternoon we break in the store that's instagram right yep and then at nighttime, that's either me nick noah or christian or the other guys i have that i hired to break um, at the same time, I don't know if you know, I did this. Um, I linked up with whatnot. And at the same time in the store, every day, we are either breaking on whatnot or selling singles on whatnot. Okay. And that's like either Pokemon singles or sports singles. How's that been going, the whatnot thing? Really, it's going really good. Um, we haven't really committed to like to fully dive in with them. Um only because I get I get nervous about the sustainability of that. Now they, they claim to be well, they are like a forty like a billion dollar company. Um, right. I just get nervous on if they're a billion dollar company and they're still having server issues. Why? Right. Why? Like why? What? How's that possible? Bill. And when I say billion, I mean like with a B, as in boy. Right, 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 you should, right. I mean, I mean that's unbelievable. I mean, you should fast. have yeah. Amazon Web Services should should be groveling at your feet if you're that large. So um, they they have they have some glitches. I'd say once a week, maybe twice a week. Um, we tried running our first high end auction a couple of days ago, and there was a big glitch where customers couldn't bid, but some customers could bid. So a lot of things mm. went way under what they should have went. And then, and then you're taking a loss at that point, right? Um, we have a signed like contract this. with whatnot. Unlike a okay. lot of other sellers. I think I don't okay. a lot. I hope I'm allowed to say that I didn't sign an NDA. Uh, so <laughs> we have a, we have a signed contract with them. Um, so we have a, a touch point, like a, t- a point of contact that we talked to. And when something like happened this week happened, I talked to my point of contact. He talked to the powers of be. And they're going to help us out with it because we had some things go like thousands of dollars under comp wow. because of their servers messing up. So that's kind of the reason And I've had, you know, I have weekly calls with them saying like, listen, we have a lot of capital that we want to invest in that side of my business, but I cannot take that jump because and and a lot of people maybe don't realize this. Maybe you do maybe, but when I take a leap of faith or, or if I take a risk, it's not just me as a business owner, you're risking, whoever works with you as well. Yeah. So yep. if, if I take a jump, that's my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my brother, my cousin, three of my best friends, and it's my aunt. And it's a, that could be a mess. So I've stressed to them, like, I really want to take a jump and, and do this with you guys, but I, I'm kind of, I'm really, I'm getting hesitant. So they're, they are great though. The platform's phenomenal. The only qualm I have, the problem I have is just that their server issues just got to get fixed. But what, that, so what, what's the basis of it? It's like a live auction kind of? It's easy. So you're essentially a verified buyer. Okay. Um, you have to link in your PayPal, your credit card, your bank card. When you hit bid, 
you get a dollar, no matter if you don't win it or not, like let's say it's a, do, a, a one minute auction, right? Yep. Um, when you hit bid, like if it starts at a dollar, you hit bid, your card automatically gets a dollar hold on it. Okay. When you win it after the one minute, your card gets charged. Mm. So there's no backing out. So is it like a golden auction though? Like if people keep bidding, does it on steroids? Extended? Okay. Uh, it could be. It could, you could do extended, but you also could just do sudden death, which you. is what we do a lot of the time. Because I don't give two shits about extended bidding. To be honest. With you. Right, 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 right. So then it's people are kind of just um, they're going against each other, and it's almost a, a will of you know who's got the greater will or the bigger exactly. card. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I haven't gone on there, but maybe I, maybe I'll. It is, it and don't don't get me wrong. It's it's awesome. Um, I've, I collect, and not even a lot of people know this either, but I collect, um, um, pop figurines. Yep. Um, and I'll go on there and, uh, Kickstradamus is on there. He has awesome live streams. Um, but that's how that, that's how whatnot was formed. Um, selling pops. Mm, like it's, it's yeah, huge. The, the pop is huge. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was over there and I was buying pops and they get some really good deals because sometimes it's flavor of the week or flavor of the night, flavor of the right. hour. People don't want to bid. Like, for example, we put up in my high-end auction a card that had last comp was $3,500, last comp. We started the bid at 1200 got no bids. Really? Like, if you were in there and you hit bid, you would have literally got a card for 30% comp. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it. Now, there are some sellers who have said, no, thank you. I'm canceling that. You're not winning it for a third of the value which is terrible, that but whatnot takes care of that. They'll, they'll, okay. they'll, they'll cut you off real quick. If you do stuff like that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that defeats the whole purpose of having a platform like that. Yep. So, so hey, they're really real, good. Real quick. I do want to say like, uh, your dad, phenomenal. I, last time I called, <laughs> the, last time I called the shop, I talked to him for like 10 or 15 minutes and he's like, Oh, I know who you are. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we talked for a while and I was like, man, I'm, I'm like Steve's dad. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. I love that guy, man. We've been through so much. I mean, there's when man, when we first started this, I wanted him to take a leap with me a lot earlier than he did. Um, when I started the company, but I get it. I mean, he's, he's a boomer. He, this wasn't safe, like a right. safe bet. Right. Um, he had seen the card industry go up and down and crash. So, um, I love him. I mean, we've been through so much. I, you know, he was not in a good spot where he wanted to be in, in his nine to five. Right. You know, he was up on top of the world in his old job. That company had folded, so he kind of panicked, got a new job, took a huge pay cut, but he needed a job to support our family. This is when I was a kid, right. and he had worked there for maybe 15 years, still with this huge pay cut, and I feel like I kind of rescued him because it was getting pretty bad at the end. He was, I can't do this anymore. I hate my job, and right. at that one point, I was like, dude, just quit. You know, we're, we're good. Yeah, I bet that was a good feeling to tell your dad to like, hey, I, I got I got this, I got us, let's do it. Yeah, that was that was a better feeling than when I quit my job. <laughs> I bet. I that bet was, that was good. So what have you? So have you always been into cards as a kid? Like, how did all this start for you? Yeah, so I, so I was into car. I was into cards, but not sports cards. So when I was a little kid, my dad would take me off up to. Um, and I'm going to drop names that you guys aren't going to know. I, I might have taken up the bit off Plaza. There's a sports card store in Brooklyn, Ohio, really small one. Um, but if there are local people in here, you know where that's at. <laughs> um, 
I went in there. Um, I was really into Pokemon. So I was born in 91. He would take me in there when I was six, seven, eight. That's when Pokemon kind of got huge when I was finally got to know like what a card was. Right. Um, they came over, Pokemon cards came over here in 97, I think, even though they started in 96. Um, and that's when I, I kind of got into that. And then I was really into for years um, starting lineup figurines, like huge. Yep. Like, dude, I would go to the store and buy. 10 15 at a time and i would bargain with the owner and he would laugh like look at my dad and smile like okay i'll take that (laughs) right right. um like i really wanted this uh david justice uh starting lineup figurine and i'd barter with him and 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 i'd end up getting it but i'd like line my room with starting lineup figurines and then i'd get all the shack ones and the kobe's and the jordans and that's kind of how i started and i didn't really start collecting sports cards until i was probably like 12 13 um and, and at that point, it still wasn't about money. Um, I was just collecting guys I liked. So yeah. I collected guys I liked uh, and from 12 to maybe 17, 18. And then I still didn't do anything with flipping cards or anything, really. I just – I was – I collected, true collector. Um, and then I went to college and forgot about it. I just was done. Um, wanted to go to college, experience that, not deal with – you know, have to deal with collecting or looking at eBay for what I want my next purchase and stuff. So, um, four years later got out and, and this is kind of segueing into the life story of the business, but, um, four years so later, got out of that, went to dinner and I'll never forget it. Went to dinner at saucy brew works in Cleveland. It's a brewery pizza shop. Okay. One of my best friends said, Steve, have you ever heard this was 2000, 22 no no, that's this year 2011 um 2011 he goes steve you ever heard of breaks and i go no what the heck is that um i was 22 when he said it that's why so he's like ever hear breaks like no what's that so he he tunes me into a latent stream and at the time i was stupid i had i was was 22 years old i had a ten thousand dollar credit card that i just got approved by capital one and maxed it i was like this is sweet maxed it i was spending money on stuff i had no idea but i knew i was i was winning some cool cards and i feel like that's what happened like when people yeah. get back in their car they just max a credit card out then they don't even know what they're doing um yep. so i so when customers did it with me like i've been there done that and i don't know if you ever saw me like tell some customers like dude you slow your roll a little bit like yeah um and i personally messaged some people like slow your roll like you're, you're getting a little crazy um and I got back into it, maxed the credit card out. And then that's kind of when it all snowballed started with me because then I had a lot of cards I needed to sell. Yep. So I started eBay, eBaying again, eBay, eBay, eBay. Um, started doing shows um, and then took a little bit of a break because I got my first big boy job. And probably two years in, so I was 23, 24-ish, I think 24. My buddy comes back to me again. And says, Steve, there's a new, you got to check this breaker out. It's Mojo Breaks. Or no, it's, um, Mojo is already around. It's, uh, oh, who was it? He's up in Toledo. He was up in Toledo, Ohio. His name is Bates. Nasty Breaks. Um, he was in Toledo, Ohio, like right when went to college. So right. we're watching him. And I looked at my buddy. I was like, dude, I could do this better than him. And he goes, dude, stop. No, you can't. Like, there's a lot more that goes into it than this. And I was like, I think I could do this better than him. So I start watching Mojo Breaks, and I look at my buddy, like, I, I can do this better than these guys. And then I watched Layton, and when it wasn't Rich, Rich is good. Right. Rich, Rich is good. Um, they got Layton, like, too. Dude, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, look up to, I look up to Rich more 
because I've, he's been around a lot longer and right. I like would go to the national shows even back in the day and just like talk to rich dudes stand up. So his wife's awesome too. And I was like, I, I was always like, I think I could do this better. So that's when like 20, I think 15 came around. I started doing it on Facebook a little bit and I was pretty good at it, but I just had no traction because nobody was there. Like right. everyone was in their own rooms already. Um, 2017 rolls around. I do it again, but I had, I had gone to um, like a sales school, I guess you could say with my company. They sent me away to like do some sales, marketing, sales, uh, marketing, marketing sales. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, let's check this out. Like, all right, Twitter, you can't go live on Twitter at that point. You couldn't go live on Twitter. So you can't do it there. Facebook is stupid. You can't do it there. Um, and Instagram, there's a couple kids live. So I watched them. I watched Ryan a little bit. I watched Garnett and um, I watched Ben. And I was like, I think I could do this. There's nobody over there that does it. So I started right. doing it. And then, just, dude, I just took off. And I don't know why. I And my wife always says, like, people like you. You're a very likable guy and yada, 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 which is great. That's awesome. But I will still say to this day, I just think I got lucky. There's nobody else there. There's just nobody else there. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just no, took I, off. I don't think, I, I think, um, I mean, I think that's cool that you think it's luck, but I think for me, right. Um, I don't, it's not that I don't relate to the young guys. And like you said, the manufacturing of the excitement, but I, I just always felt like in your lives, you were genuine. Number one. Yep. You take the time to explain things to people and that, uh, and it was, it never felt manufactured when someone hit something crazy. Correct. And, uh, so, and I think, and that's relatable to people. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so I don't think yeah. it was. I mean, maybe there's a little luck in there, of course, because who knows how all these algorithms and things work. But I think people see the the genuine side of you when you're on the lives. I mean, I know you have new breakers, but I, there's got to be a difference from when Steve's on there breaking compared oh, yeah. to even some of your other breakers, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you'll you'll see. It. I'll go live tonight, and there there's a big difference. And when I say manufactured excitement um i can say that i i i can't say sit here and be honest with you and say that i've never manufactured excitement right but when i'm like that was more in specific of me looking at backyard breaks and these guys are screaming the entire time that's 100 manufactured you don't need oh, to yeah. yell the entire time um no. but you know when i was breaking back 2017 18 19 um all of the hits that i was getting that was the, that was, you guys were experiencing those hit the first time I had hit that type of card at the same time as I was. So none of that was manufactured. Like I had never right. seen that kind of shit before. Like I was going crazy because of a numbered card that I've never seen before. And like, it's my favorite player, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I will say the only time I truly manufactured in excitement, 2019, I had to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> I'm not, it's no joke. I had been breaking. I don't know if you, you were there back in the day. This day. I was breaking and working the other job at the same time. So I was going to work yep. at six in the morning. I'd get home at seven. I'd start breaking at eight. I wouldn't stop breaking until three. I'd get two hours of sleep, do it again. Right. I'd have yeah, like three years straight. So I had some really bad stomach issues and digestive problems. They thought I had Crohn's for a while. Like it was crazy. There was one night where I was drinking the 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 laxative stuff and i had to i had to fake it all night and i'll never forget like i i was hitting autos and i was i was yelling 
at the same time, I was like, I'm miserable. I can't, I cannot, I can't do this. Like I was like taking 10 minute breaks to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it was insane. That was a crazy night, but it has been a wild ride. But at the same point, it has been one of, if not the most, the greatest experience ever and the most humbling experience ever because every night or every morning I wake up and I walk out to my break studio, which is where I'm at right now. I've got a picture of that first setup I had in my wife's closet and I'll never wow. forget that ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good where you came from or how you got started. So that's good. exactly. Yeah, that's good. But so what, uh, are you still, do you still rip a lot of product personally or not really? So, uh, up until last year, yes. But like you said, even though I've got a car shop, that doesn't mean like I'm flying through product. I try to save it for the customer as much as I can. Um, product is so expensive and even product on release is so expensive. So for example, yeah. for me, Bowman draft jumbos. Yep. For me, direct from Did distributors. Case? Were, but no, I didn't rip a case this year because they were 280 a box. Wow. For me. Yeah. I mean, and then I sold them for 400 in the shop. Yep. So um, they used to be $80 or I'd say like $125 boxes and the super jumbos were 200 and then you'd, you'd, up, you'd mark them up. Um, so I'd have no problem ripping a case of, of jumbos at 800 a pop, but yeah. now it's half a case for 800. It's like, it kind of makes you catch your breath. Yeah. It's a, what, what do you think of this year's draft? I'm a fan. I always makes me nervous when a catcher is like top five pick. Yeah. I don't like that at all. And, and draft is my favorite product ever. Um, like ever, ever. Um, but I will, I don't like when a catcher is like, like Adley, everyone's going obsessed over him. I bought none. Right. I didn't buy any. Right. I, I would not touch Adley because in, in my head, I'm like, listen, Buster Posey's one of the best catchers to do it. And his cards are worth nothing. Nothing. Why, so why are you investing in Adley Rutschman? I was like, no, thank you. And the Orioles so, haven't been that great with prospects either. So no, not at all. And it's not. It's just, and it's not a big market. So I got a lot of people who are obsessed with Benny Montgomery out of Colorado, and it's like, yep. I understand that you you've got Arenado and you've got, um, oh, who am I missing out? Uh, there's like three big prospects that came out of Colorado. Um, Tulowitzki, I think, was out there too. Um, yep. But it's Colorado. I mean, it's it's Colorado. <laughs> yeah what so did you did you um i thought so for the best price product this year i thought bowman chrome couldn't be beat 100 percent. The, the price point was great the prospect yep. list was amazing yeah um, i opened a so bunch I, of that with tristan mckenzie at my shop oh did you i opened like two cases with him at the shop it was the coolest wow. thing ever yeah <laughs> so you're you're a cleveland guy through and through then right you, yeah you grew up in cleveland okay yep i grew up and a lot of people uh, don't know this about me either, but I grew up in inner city Cleveland on West 32nd and Clark. So that's that. And I say that because if you're from here, you know, where that's at, and it's not a good neighborhood. So I grew up inner city Cleveland, West 32nd and Clark playing baseball down there. And we got out of there. I, I moved to a small suburb called Brooklyn, Ohio. And that's where I've been at forever since then. So um, I grew up going to, five minute drive to baseball games with my dad sitting bleacher seats right. for six bucks and watching the tribe squander away every playoff chance they could friggin' get. Cause they're in the worst division in baseball. They're the guardian. <laughs> they're the guardians now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What about – oh, so, I, I mean, so what do you think about Baker? That's a, upsetting. I just talked to somebody else about it who is pretty deep. I mean, I'm about – and I'll be honest with you. I'm probably about 35K deep in the Baker. Yeah. Um, I still have a glimmer of hope. He played a full year with a torn labrum. Um, I mean, he's been in the NFL so, three years now. He's had one good year out of th- or wait, three. He had a good year, a bad year. Oh, he's bit no four. He's going into five. So he's had he's he's two for he's two for two. He's fifty fifty. So he had a really good rookie year, set records, big time regress second year, big time third year, went to the playoffs, regressed fourth year, but he played injured, and. He should have set out. So, I, you know, I, I felt like the whole thing with o- Odell Beckham Jr., they didn't really talk about it outside of Cleveland there extensively. Like, what was the deal with that? So, they talked about it a ton in Cleveland. Um, but and here's the thing I want everyone else – I want to realize. If Odell's not on your team, everyone's like, oh, he's toxic. He's the worst. Right, they right. see clips of him on sidelines in New York. Right. And I have met Odell personally. And – he is not a bad teammate and he's, he is a great human being. And I know he might, when he met me, he might've, he might've schmoozed it. He might've put it on, but he didn't need to put it on and schmooze it. I've met other players who people think highly of that did not schmooze it. And I don't like them. Yep. Right. So I've got sitting to my left, a signed Jersey from Odell, a picture with him from the game I sponsored. And he talked to me for like 20 minutes. Did he need to talk to me? No, he didn't even know who I was. His right. pregnant, girlfriend or fiance i'm not sure was standing behind me and it was 90 degrees he could should have been with her but he, right, he right. talked to me um he's an he's a good dude i think that the media just loves to misrepresent him because it makes them money to be honest yeah. with you yeah um but here's the other thing that no one realizes this everyone's like he you know it's baker's fault yada 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 what happened when stefanski was in minnesota what receiver left do you remember mm-hmm Diggs. Uh, Diggs hated it when Stefanski right. was the OC. He went to Buffalo, kills it. Right. So in Stefanski's offense, um, there's no big receiver. There, right. there just isn't. I mean, Thielen was big. Cool. But he's a slot receiver. And that's right. kind of what you got with Jarvis at a very lesser extent. So yeah. a big name wide receiver like Diggs couldn't do anything with Stefanski. Right. But if you think Diggs couldn't do anything, neither would Odell. Right. I mean, it's – and then you got people saying, like, oh, you know, Case Keenum should have played. He's, he, was, he was so successful for so long with Stefanski, they played a half a year together. Like, Case, yeah. Case Keenum played, played nine games with Stefanski as his OC. So, they, they don't really have that much of, a, of experience as everybody thinks they do. You think they're going to take a quarterback this year? I hope they do. I, I honestly I, – I really hope they do. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where, because I don't know like if the quarterbacks are even that great this year. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I there. I think there's a couple guys that are supposed to go first round, but none none of them are going to be like the top pick. But then again, you never know. Like once the senior game hits, and yeah, then there's they always one up, guy. There's always somebody that rises to the top unexpectedly. But I, I think it's interesting what you said about OBJ because uh, I'll give you a quick story. So like I'm an Orlando Magic fan. Um, and I'm in the Coast Guard, right? And I got a chance when I was stationed in New York to do the – I would do the color guard at, like, New York Knicks games, hockey games, all kinds of – like, everything. And uh, yeah. the first the first Knicks games I did, <clears throat> T-Mac was on the Knicks at the time. So I was, like, super stoked. Oh, I was yeah. like – and because we get there early, so you get to see all the players warm up. We're in the tunnel. And I'm like, 
man, I can't wait to meet T-Mac. So he walks by us and I was like, hey, you know, I just said hello to him. And he was like, not in a good mood at all. He didn't want to talk to us. Yep. He, he didn't want to take a picture. And then it's funny because I have this picture where he uh, smiled for the photo and then immediately went to like a frowny face. Like I have other shit to do besides talk to you guys. Yep. And I just remember going, man, what the fuck? Like I always loved T-Mac. <laughs> and the one time I meet him, he's like a prick. Yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, you just never know how these guys really are. And and I could have caught him on a bad day, too. So, yep, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It is. So, it's crazy. Have you have you gotten any feedback or anything about tops and them being acquired by fanatics? No. And that that kind of does make that kind of does make me nervous. So the fact that I have yet to hear anything from a distributor in regards to tops and fanatics makes me nervous because I would like to know. I mean, I think every, every person who has a signed contract with a distributor would it, it deserves the right to know right. Um, what's going on. But at the same time, I guess it's kind of a good thing because I get nervous that Fanatic's just going to be like, yep, we took over. See you later. Have fun. We're going to do it all by ourselves now. So I'm kind of, kind of like just not like happy with it, but right. at the same time, like, if nothing comes of it for the short term, that's not, no news is good news kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Do you think there's a scenario where they go after Panini too? Cause I mean, what does Panini have left? What does Panini have left? Um, so here's the thing that people aren't really realizing is that um, now that there's NILs, I could see Panini making all college products and just slaying it. Right. So now that they have NILs, they literally, they can go to the school, they can go to the player and say, Hey, we want his – we want to – we're going to sign a contract with, let's say, who's the quarterback for Alabama? I don't even know his name. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. We're, we want to sign a contract with Bryce Young. And in that contract, we get two gamey jerseys. I, you know, I, it's funny you say that because the Tops is actually doing that with a lot they, of those guys already. They just did it with uh, that kid from – that center from Gonzaga. Yep, Chet Holgram. He just signed with them. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And he's probably and he's probably gonna be the number one pick. So, yeah, why? And that scares me because he is seven foot three and one hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a great number one pick if you had the number one pick, which my Orlando Magic might. So, <laughs> I mean, just imagine him going up against in the post against someone like John Collins. Yeah, no, it won't happen. He'll he'll be on the outside and he'll fade out. Yeah, I don't I think he, he's he's not like a dirt. He's not Dirk. You know what I mean? So. Yep. But yeah, dang. So, all right. Well, I mean, we've been on for about an hour. Um, I'm trying to think, was there any, any anything I wanted to ask you that I didn't ask you? Or was there anything you wanted to talk about we didn't talk about? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think so. If you have any other yeah. questions, like I said, I'm an open book, so you can ask away. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think so. I thought it was good. I think an hour is good. I know you got a, you're breaking tonight. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on and you gave a lot of information um, and you spoke about a lot of things that I, I mean, quite frankly, I was always curious about. So that's cool. Um, I'll probably DM you asking about prices on boxes. <laughs> yeah, no worries, dude. I'll probably, I mean, like I said, I have no problem forwarding over lists to anybody. So if anybody's listening to this right now and they're like, Hey, I want to see an in-stock list. I want to order some product from a distributor. Just, shoot me a DM. 
I have no oh, you know, problem I, ordering. I do have one. I have one question. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 do you think about what Panini did with Select? Um, Stupid, as far, right? How dumb. It, it, man, it, bother, it bothers me so it, much. I, I get bothered. Like no uh, I get bothered so bad. I and, and 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 no one is going to admit to this. I had been telling everyone Select is better than Prism since 2017. Yeah. Like this is better than Prism. It's not produced like Prism. They're better looking cards. Like Select Basketball 2017. I'll never forget. It's one of the best products I've ever seen in my entire life. That brown box, like, gets me every time I see it. And I remember the first time I hit a Jason Tatum auto out of it. I went crazy on-card auto. Like, I hit an in-flight Allen Iverson out of it. Not yep. – I have so many memories from that product, but it's just clean. Prism had been so overproduced since 2016 that – and that's when, like, the card boom really started. It was 2016. That Select was just, like, that outlet. And Optic to an extent, but not, yep. like, Select. Because Select was always higher end than Optic. But Select is so clean – and then when they said that there was a rumor or somebody found like a, like a uh, MJ holding stock sheet and it had select blasters on it. I was like, don't you Retail. do it. Yep. Don't you do it. And then they released it. And now I've got 10 to 15 year old kids trying to sell me die and 40 year old men trying to sell me die cuts of Herbert on release day of <laughs> product. And it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I felt like they, they like bastardized the silvers in it too. I don't know why yeah. they did that, but it felt like there was like a silver quarterback in every blaster box, which is crazy. Yeah. The other thing is like, the other thing I am, you know, maybe we can touch base on it here like later, but th- th- when people start talking about like silvers and buying a silver, like let's say a silver lamello, PSA yep. 10, does this ever baffle you? Like a silver lamello PSA 10 will outsell all day out of like a PSA 10 out of 299. Yep. Yep. Why? I don't know. I have no, it, well, it's, it goes to the same thing. And I talk about this a lot is uh, with Bowman, right? Like people hate the greens. They're numbered to 99 and people, only 99 of them. and then people absolutely hate them. Like it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's just shocking. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievable because I've seen in that Luca era, I saw Lucas Silvers outselling numbered Lucas and the oh, Lucas yeah. Silver PSA 10 pops were like over 5,000. And, and like a numbered Luca is, is popped only to the number that it's numbered to. Yep. There's only 299 of these Lucas and they're selling for way less than a silver. And they're saying silvers are SP. Dude, no, they're not. They're not. They're not <laughs> like, at all. They're not talking? at all. <laughs> especially nowadays, they're not at all. And I think that's a. Man, that just the selecting just God, it pisses me off. And yeah. and tie dyes are my favorite. That's my favorite mm-hmm. card. I don't care which tier it is. I just I love all the tie dyes. I know. Well, now you got the tears. The tears really baffle me. I did they always in? I gotta check in twenty seventeen. Did they always have the tears in twenty seventeen or no? They did. I will never forget the first time I yeah I, they did so, they did. So I will never forget the first time somebody told me that there are tiers to the base cards because that's when I first realized I know, I understand what Panini's doing. They're, 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 they're pushing a perceived rarity on base cards based on design. Now it's unbelievable. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Cause I, so I just got in today, um, a Lamar Jackson field level silver PSA 10 rookie. And then, uh, Mahomes premier level, 
PSA 10 rookie. And someone was like, why would you buy those? And I was like, well, I like both guys. Um, they're a little down, but the pop is so much lower on these than the prism or anything else. Yeah. Um, and they're tiered. And someone was like, what do you mean they're tiered? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? They're tiered. <laughs> So, yeah, I, th- I think it just makes sense. You know, people are always talking about plays, and that was my one play this week. So, yeah, I think the – man, I can't say. I wish I could tell you the last play, like the last thing I bought to flip, but we do buy so much. I think what, my what biggest – tonight? Um, tonight is Bowman's best is popping off first, and then a bunch of mosaic football. Okay. Are you guys are you guys still holding teams or is it just all the teams are on and it's for just one team. Time? Just New England. Everybody else okay. is available. Even in the Bowman best? Uh that is ju- everybody's available except the uh, Angels because of Trout and Otani sign. Oh, I got you. So okay. we used to have three filler teams. Yep. We don't do that anymore. Only one. I got you. So like we got away from that last year. We were like, listen, I the three filler team thing, cool, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> buy what you want to buy. Yeah. What uh what time's Bowman Best going off at? That is nine o'clock. I'm going live at eight forty five to kind of talk about a little bit of what we talked about with the whole what the hell just happened in the hobby. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. And then uh all right. Is there any teams left in best? Two. I mean we sna- I've yeah, we've we we got this price super, super low. Let's see what's available. I've only got Houston and St. Louis. Oh, really? Oh, man. I'll go on there and grab Houston. Yeah, 45 for Houston and 70 for St. Louis. I like the uh, Armando Cruz kid. Yeah, he's yeah, – St. Louis is good too, though. St. Louis have uh, – um, well, I'm dying. Um, I'm trying to – the Jay Allen kid's not with St. Louis, is he? No, Jay Allen is Cincinnati. Yeah, that's right. That's from draft. This is rookies, so this is – Oh, like Brian uh, Hayes, I think. No, that. Hayes is with uh, the Pirates. Uh, well, yeah, but this is Carlson. like that class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Carlson. Yeah, yeah. It's Dylan yeah. Carlson. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'll check that off. I'll check that out right after this. Um, well, I appreciate it. I, I really do. I'm, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Um, are you going to be at National? Yep, I'll be at Nationals. We're going to try to do um, – we are going to try to do a show a month, one or two okay. shows per month leading up to the national. So we've kind of, and if, I don't know if you've noticed, but last year we did like zero content creation yep. um, for one of one. I was doing a lot with uh, the card shop. I was buying out other people's allocations and I'm already expanding the shop. So I'm oh, awesome. negotiating real estate and all this kind of stuff. And that kind of took, you know, content creation takes a backseat when you're trying to build some, an empire to be completely honest. So yeah, um, We've got big, big plans. I'll talk about those when I go live at 8.45, but we've, um, we're acquiring space right next to the shop. And oh, awesome. we, but it's not going to be open to the public. We are going to put a bunch of offices. Is, have you ever, do you have kids? I do. I have three. Okay. Do they watch Dude Perfect? Uh, yes. Okay, it's going to look like their warehouse. I'm not even kidding. Oh, okay. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a pool table, ping pong table, ski ball, um, arcade machines, and the offices will be on the outsides. And it's going to be some, it's going to be sweet. Well, I take it back. Maybe you can't afford to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're hurt. 
king for any, I mean, for, for literally for anybody. And what, what sucks is you, you got to try to hire people from like the 10 to $15 an hour range. So that's obviously yeah. you're, you're worth way more than that, but to get the people in that range, you got to, got to sweeten the pot up. And the only yeah. way we sweeten the pot up is we offer, um, uh, full health benefits and we pay 95% of the premium. So oh, that's awesome. That's huge. And we, in the past eight months, we've only had one person come on board. We've interviewed five. Wow. None of them want to take the job. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know what we're going to talk about this, but I like, I don't, where are all these people that were working before all this shit happened? I don't know. My don't contractor either. can't find anybody to, to fucking, to, to hammer a nail into a baseboard, dude. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Nice. Well, listen, I, I know you got to go. I, I appreciate you coming on. I'll see you at national if nothing yep. else. And I'll, uh, I'll try to jump in the break tonight. So, okay. Any, Thanks, are you going to any shows like around you at all? Um, I got to check. I don't even, I'm in Virginia right now, so I don't even know which ones are coming up or where are you at in Virginia? Uh, near Yorktown. So it's like Newport news, Virginia beach, that area. So is that, so Noah who breaks for me is in Richmond and Gainesville. Yep. So Richmond's, uh, 40 minutes from here. Okay. Oh, is he still, he's going to VCU, right? Yep. He, no, he, okay. he's, he's graduating in four months. Oh, awesome. He just got a full-time job at James Madison. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty close too. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is awesome. And uh, if you ever want to have me on again, or you have a guest who you think me and them could mesh well and do yeah, a, no, do a I'll, show I'll together, you... let's do it. No, I will for sure. I'm I'm thinking about people have been asking me to do like the uh, the video podcast, and so I'm gonna look. I'm just doing this for yeah. fun, so I don't, I don't want to do anything that's gonna take up too much of my time. I guess. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. You do video, you gotta have editing and. Oof. Yeah, and I don't have a team. It's just me. So. Yep. But I appreciate oh, yeah. it, Steve. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks a lot. Take care. You as well. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.